welcome to the Kingdom Truth Podcast. On our podcast, we teach the good news of Jesus Christ and biblical principles that empower all people with real-life, timeless applications. I am your host, Bible teacher, Yolanda Tyler. Well, praise the name of the Lord, everybody. We are excited about God's word on this day. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word, for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We pray for every listener that they will hear your word and receive your word in Jesus' name. Amen. The title for this biblical teaching today is There is Power in Our Praise. I will be reading in your hearing From the King James Version of the Bible, Psalm chapter 22, verse 3. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. This is one of the Messianic Psalms written by King David. David begins this first by affirming God's holiness. And he also begins it with a conjunction. So let's look at the previous verses in order to understand our lesson text. In Psalm 22, verse 1, it states, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And from the words of my groanings. In verse 2, it states, Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear. And in the night season and am not silent. Here David is asking the question, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Why are you not helping me? I'm crying in the day. I'm crying in the night season and you do not hear me. David now is feeling a sense of hopelessness and abandonment. He's immersed in confusion and in suffering. And not only King David, but Jesus Christ also experienced divine abandonment on the cross while he was suffering for the sin of all mankind. And he also asked the father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So now here King David in our lesson text is sensing that God has forsaken him and in the midst of agony and hopelessness and being scoffed by his enemies, he says, But you are holy, meaning on the other hand, in spite of what I'm going through, in spite of the circumstances, I recognize and affirm that you are a holy God. So our first biblical principle in this lesson is there is power in our praise because of God's distinct holiness. Our God is recognizably different in nature. He is distinct from the false pagan gods. Our Lord God is holy. He's sacred, set apart. He's divinely pure. He is holy in his very essence, in his nature, and in his character. He is the only one true living God and the only holy God. No other God can be ascribed holiness. And as King David, we affirm God's holiness and praise God for his holiness. In the modern day church, we sing this beautiful song by Hillsong Worship. 
And the lyrics go, you are holy, holy. Lord, there is none like you. You are holy, holy. Glory to you, my Lord. I'll sing your praises forever, deeper in love with you. Here in your courts, where I am close to your throne, I found where I belong. In the Old Testament, the prophet Isaiah wrote about the holiness of God. In Isaiah chapter 5, verse 19, the Bible reads, That say, let him make speed and hasten his work, that we may see it, and let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw nigh and come, that we may know it. In another verse in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, 15, the Bible says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator, your King. The phrase Holy One appears over 25 times in the book of Isaiah. And then also in the Old Testament, in Hannah's song, 1 Samuel 2, verse 2, it states, There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee. And in spite of David's desperation, his feelings of abandonment and loneliness and not knowing where or who to turn to, he understood and knew that it would not change the Holy One of Israel. There were so many things he did not know in his present situation, but one thing he knew with confidence was that God is holy. And even in our own lives, in spite of the fact that some of us may feel lonely or abandoned or in despair, it does not change the fact and the biblical truth that our God is a holy God. And one thing that we do know with confidence is our God responds to our praises. So in the midst of suffering, we praise God anyhow. And I don't know about you, but I have a made up mind. I will praise the Lord in spite of the circumstances, in spite of what it looks like or what it feels like, because there is power in our praises. King David made a decision. It was a matter of the heart. And all of us who are living and have breath in our lungs We owe God a praise. But the question remains here. Can God trust us to praise him anyhow, regardless of the circumstances? We must set our mouths and our hearts on purpose to bring God praise. And we must learn to praise our way out of situations. And if we don't praise him, the Bible says in Luke 19:40 that the rocks will cry out. And I sure don't want any rocks crying out for me. Let's continue. King David had experiential knowledge of praising God. He wrote 73 of the Psalms. And he received the awesome blessings of praising the Lord all throughout his life. And our second biblical principle is there is power in our praise because of God's awesome blessings and benefits. We've all heard the expression, 
When the praises go up, the blessings come down. And when we look at the scripture in 2 Samuel chapter 6, David and all of the house of Israel, they were shouting with all of their might and strength, and they were sending up praise offerings to the Lord. And when it was all said and done, the Bible says that all the people were blessed and they departed to their own house. And when we praise God, we also experience his awesome benefits and blessings. For some of us, it might be a monetary blessing. Or for others, it may come to us in the form of peace of mind or in the form of healing and restoration. One thing we know that our God is in the blessing business. Another great blessing and benefit of praising the Lord, which King David teaches us, is that our praises terrorize the enemy. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 23, the Bible reads, And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. When King David was anointed as king, the spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily. And when the evil spirit came upon Saul, he asked his servants to call a skillful musician. Our praises put the devil on the run. It puts the evil spirits and demons on the run. And we might not have a harp or be a skillful musician, but the Lord has given us a voice and we can praise him for the name of Jesus and for the blood of Jesus. And when we plead and apply the blood of Jesus over any circumstance, it stops the devils and demons in their tracks and the Lord delivers us out of the hand of all our enemies. The enemy must cease and desist from their attacks when we praise the Lord. In Psalm chapter 8 verse 2, the Bible reads, From the mouth of infants and nursing babes, you have established strength because of your adversaries to make the enemy and the revengeful cease. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There is power in our praises. Victories are always won when we praise God. When we look at the book of Judges, chapter 20, 18, the children of Israel were going into battle and they asked counsel, who shall we send first against the children of Benjamin? And they were instructed to send Judah first. Judah means praise. When we praise God, it leads the way for the Lord to release his power and his victory in our lives. And we not only reap the benefits and blessings from individual personal praise, but there are also corporate benefits. King David begins Psalm 34.1 on an individual note when he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. 
And then when we come down to verse three, it's collective praise. It states, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. He encourages the fellow saints to give God praise. And also in Psalm 150, verse six, the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. There is power in our praises. Now let's continue and we'll go back to our foundational text. In Psalm 22, verse 3, the Bible says, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our next biblical principle is that praises ushers in God's manifested presence. The term inhabits means to sit down, to cause to dwell, to take one abode, or to remain. God's manifested presence is simply God showing up and showing out and doing for us that which we cannot do for ourselves. He makes his presence known and he comes to see about us. And there are so many examples in scripture where the Lord reveals his presence to his people. From the very beginning of time in the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 8, the Bible says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. God's desire from the beginning of time has always been to commune with his people and to make his presence known. He was walking and talking with Adam and Eve. He was in that close, intimate relationship with them. In the book of Exodus, chapter 13, verses 20 to 22, the children of Israel experienced the presence of God. The Bible says, Then they set out from Sukkoth and camped in Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord was going before them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them on the way and in a pillar of fire by night to give them light that they might travel by day and by night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. The pillar of cloud and the fire by night was God's presence to guide them and to provide them light. The Lord promised that he would not take it away. It was the daily awareness of his presence. And even in our lives, when we praise the Lord and he comes and enthrones our praises, we too can experience that daily awareness. And it's those times that the Lord is directing and leading us and also keeping us from falling into the snare and the trap of the devil. I'll never forget, I was traveling alone to visit family in Louisiana. And I just stopped at one of the gas stations and I noticed there were several guys just hanging out. And all of a sudden, I felt this uneasiness. And I had been praising the Lord while I was driving. And then all of a sudden, his abiding presence just took over. 
And he spoke to me and said, leave now. This is not a safe place. So when we experience the Lord's manifested presence, it's a place of peace. It's a place of protection and also provision because everything we need is in the presence of the Lord. Even Moses in the book of Exodus prays for God's presence. The Bible says, and he said, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, this is Moses to the Lord. If your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. We should want and desire to always be in the Lord's presence. And I don't know about you, but there is no place I'd rather be than in the Lord's presence. And that ought to encourage us to give the Lord praise daily, to experience his divine closeness and his abiding presence. This ought to be our heart's desire just to be with the Lord. And as we continue in the New Testament, the fullness of God's presence and the blessings of God's enthronement is in the person of Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.19 declares, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And then Colossians 2.9 states, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Everything we need is in Christ Jesus and in his presence. And we also know that praise ushers in God's glory. With God's presence comes his splendor, his majesty, his brilliance, and his light. The Lord hangs out and he lingers for a while in the radiance of his presence. That is sometimes referred to the Shekinah glory. The Lord shows forth his glory as we praise him and the radiance of his presence shines through us. And as we praise the Lord, the Lord takes up his abode, takes up his residence in us. We are glory curious. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse 18 declares, but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the spirit, our image is conformed to God's image. The Lord rubs off on us and we enthrone him and there is nothing like his presence. We enthrone him as king on the canvases of our hearts. The Lord inhabits our environment. He sits among us. He moves only as he can move and says and do in our lives only what he can say and do. It is the most beautiful, safe, secret place where we are fully accepted and loved by God. And we praise God and thank the Lord because there is power in our praise. Now, here are some practical applications. Number one, look for ways to praise the Lord and give him thanks on a daily basis. Number two, incorporate praise in your prayer time and your daily devotions. Number three, make a commitment to read and memorize 
one verse in the book of Psalms on a daily basis. And you might ask, Bible teacher Tyler, who is this Jesus? Well, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you shall be saved. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for salvation that's taken place all around the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Please subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is published. To hear more biblical teachings and give to support the ministry, please visit our website at www.thekingdomtruth.org. That is www.thekingdomtruth.org. God bless you until we meet again.